ministry in the church can be life-giving and life-changing. And in the midst of it, we all need faithful companions along the road. Welcome to Along the Road, a podcast on faith and leadership for ministry leaders of the PCUSA. So you're a church leader serving as a ruling elder or a deacon, but you also have almost a dozen other roles, child, parent, sibling, spouse, engineer, custodian, teacher, coach, Rotarian, dog walker, fill in the blank. Come join us in the midst of your day, wherever you are, to be inspired in your role in the church. Become nourished and renew your call. Formation as a leader doesn't happen all at once. So let's walk along this road together. I'm Martha Miller, and I'm excited to travel on this journey with you. I'm also excited today to welcome our guest, Chip Hardwick. Chip currently serves as the executive of the Synod of the Covenant, which serves the Presbyteries of Michigan and Ohio. We're glad you're here, Chip. Anything else you'd like to tell us about yourself and how you serve the church? Thanks, Martha. I am so glad to be here. I would like to tell funny stories of you from college, <laughs> but I will hold off on those and just thank you on behalf of the 700 churches and the 100,000 Presbyterians in Ohio and Michigan. Um, yeah, I did I did leave off the detail that we did go to college together. So <laughs> Yes, well, I want to thank you for the invitation and um, I'm really glad to be here with you today. Great. As a leader in the church yourself, um, as we're talking with other leaders in the church, can you help identify a time that you felt God's presence, a time when you really sensed that God was there with you? I'll just tell you about something that happened last Sunday. I was um, preaching in a church which formerly had about 2,000 members, and there were about 20 or 25 people in worship, um, plus whoever was online, about 20 to 25 people in wow. worship. And I preached and um, went to the coffee hour and this guy who looked like he was probably a maybe 70-ish, he came and he, he was so choked up thanking me mm. for coming. And it was not because the sermon was so great or because I I have some amazing thing, but it was because God used me and my position to help him feel like his church had been noticed. And he, he could not articulate why it was meaningful to have me there. So I could mm -hmm. only imagine, but I felt like it was like when we get to go into a hospital room and we feel like we're the ones that God sent mm -hmm. to those people on this day. And it felt like that at that church and that God had used me in this role in a way that was totally unexpected. I've never had an experience like that in all of my time in ministry. And I was I was so thankful that his church means so much to him. Wow. You know, that, that, that was just a, a, an amazing and unexpected encounter that I'm grateful for. Thank you for sharing that. I'm sure you have throughout the Synod, you probably have a lot of stories, but thank you for sharing that. And of course, feeling God's presence can happen in lots of different ways. One of the ways that we can lean into that presence is through engaging in times of study and devotion. And so I welcome you here, Chip, today to help us in guiding us through some of that. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really glad for the invitation to think about these leaders, so such vital leaders in our churches, the ones that are, you who are listening to this and the leaders that Martha worked so hard to support and encourage. And I just pray and hope that this, this little reflection on Hebrews chapter 11 
will help you to feel encouraged and supported and equipped for your ministry. I'm really grateful for your ministry. So Martin Luther King Jr. said that faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. Helen Keller said that faith is the strength by which a shattered world shall emerge into the light. Madeline Lingle said faith is what makes life bearable with all its tragedies and ambiguities and sudden startling joy. And John Calvin, the father of Presbyterianism, he said that faith is the firm knowledge of God's benevolence toward us. And I'm sure, Martha, you have a definition of faith that is meaningful to you. I know that our listeners really think about faith in very different ways. I think it's hard to really capture what faith is, but maybe it's helpful to think about what faith does. And this letter to Hebrews gives us a glimpse of that. In the beginning of Hebrews, it's often called the Hall of Faith, where all these different, or all our predecessors in faith, um, all these Old Testament figures are lifted up for the ways that they lived out their faith. And in Hebrews 11, the very first verse, it says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. I like thinking about not just what faith is, but what it means that we we live out our faith and do our faith because we have the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. And you know, I think we often think about faith as individuals, like the, that our individual faith in Christ, the way that we connect with God, the way that we experience the Holy Spirit in our lives. But I want to encourage our listeners who are church leaders to think about what does it mean for faith as a church, like as your church community? What does it look like to do faith in your church and in your presbytery, especially in this season of, of course, 2022, when we keep thinking the pandemic maybe is over and yet we're still wearing masks to many places and we keep, you know, hoping that life will somehow return quote, to normal, even though we have to admit to ourselves that the things that worked in the church before the pandemic are not often working now. Mm-hmm. If you just think about worship attendance, I think many of our churches have more people engaged in worship, but they rarely have more people. They really have um, as many people in person. And that just feels different and it looks different. And for those of us, and I'll count myself, we long to have full sanctuaries again. You know, we don't see those virtual people who are worshiping with us. And yet, God is using the technology to draw people into worship that might not ever come through our doors. And so, I like that the the idea from this Hebrews passage that faith is the assurance of things hoped for. That when the church is unsettled, when we're not sure what it's going to look like in the future, that we can rest in the over flowing reality of God's mission and work among us because God is still creating and Christ is still risen and the Holy Spirit is still on the loose. I like that this passage from Hebrews, the first thing it tells us is we're thinking about faith as the conviction of things not seen. I think that's where we are. We don't know what's coming for the church or for us as individuals. Mm -hmm. And so I like the faith is like the, the conviction of things not seen. And so the passage next moves to Abraham, whom God in Genesis 12 famously says, go to the land that I will show you. He doesn't say, go to the land that you already know, Abraham. He doesn't say, go to the land that you've been to a thousand times and I'm just going to lead you back. He doesn't say, you know, go back to just the way the youth ministry was done before the pandemic. And God says, go to the land I will show you. And I, w- I was thinking about, and I did a little research on this. I was thinking about 
the Billie Jean video from about 1982. <laughs> so picture Michael Jackson and his his thriller glory. The video has been seen more than a billion times. So maybe some of the some of you have watched it. But what I remember about this video is he's dancing around in a bow tie, a pink bow. It looks like a red bow tie and a pink shirt, which I'm not sure I want to like replicate in my fashion choices. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, I certainly won't replicate. <laughs> but he he's dancing on a sidewalk and that's got various it's like a grid type sidewalk with various blocks of cement. And when he steps on one, it lights up. And then he steps towards the next one and it lights up. And then if he leans against a trash can, it lights up. So he kind of is is the light is shining as he makes his way through. I think there's something about the idea that Abraham had to take God's word and promise to go to the land that God would show him. That there's something about the path lighting up as we go. You know, you know the proverb that we make the path by walking. That there's something about following God at, for our churches and as church leaders into the future that we have to trust that our faith really is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen because the sidewalk lights up as we move. It doesn't light up before we move. It lights up mm. as we move and we trust that our moves are guided by the Holy Spirit and that it's okay if we make a move that maybe is not completely God's best for us because God is still going to light up that path and show the next way to go given what we've done. And so it feels really freeing to know that we can act on our faith, to do our faith, knowing that God will light up the path as we make the steps ahead of us. So maybe, Martha, are you ready for a couple of examples of churches that I've seen do this? Oh, yes, please. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still like have the Michael Jackson, you know, vision in my head. So go for it. Well, perhaps in the show notes, you can link the video. To, <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> so I was thinking of a, a few churches where the leaders are living out their faith when they don't know what's coming. And one is, these are leaders in the Senate and churches in the Senate. One is in Eastern Ohio in Muskingum Valley Presbytery and Dolly Dong is a Chinese immigrant and she leads a service for or a ministry for Chinese immigrants, mostly students there, but not, not only students. She's going to be ordained, I think, into the PCUSA either this Sunday or the Sunday after. So her ministry is really fresh. She doesn't know like any of us getting ordained. You know, she doesn't know exactly what shape her ministry is going to take. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what shape the ministry that she has with the the college students, mostly college students will take. But I think she has the assurance that God is using her because she also has some kind of online Bible study. And I'm not sure if it's Zoom or what, but it's people from all over the world that come in. And uh, one of the people that's in that Bible study lives in China and she is wants to be baptized because she's come to mm-hmm. faith. And instead of finding a pastor in China that could baptize her, she is flying to Eastern Ohio. Wow to be baptized by Dolly. She feels such a connection and, and God is using Dolly in this ministry in such powerful ways that she is coming. I, she, I think it has already happened. I think she has already come to um, Eastern Ohio to be baptized. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, talk about community like that. Yes, right, right, yeah. right. Wow. And the, the chance to feel connected in Christ mm-hmm. across all these mm-hmm. miles. That maybe wouldn't have happened otherwise. Right, would never have happened yeah. otherwise. And it, it um, um, it reminds me, the second person I want to tell you about is, um, if you're on TikTok, you might already follow her, Bethany Pierbolt, who's a pastor at a church in the Detroit Presbytery. She's an associate pastor, and she has a TikTok ministry that last I talked to her, had about 300,000 followers. But it feels like every time I talk to her, she's got more followers. You know, I'm happy to have my 5,000 Facebook friends. <laughs> But 300,000 followers on TikTok is really, like, I, that's really something. 
I think there was a story about her during General Assembly. There was, right? So she, and one of the, the things that she does that I think is so meaningful, she often posts about affirming things about LGBT Christians and working to make space for them and help them to realize that there are Christians who are affirming. And she connects with a lot of people who live in small towns, not Presbyterians, um, a lot of people that live in small towns that are able to to follow her and feel encouraged in a way that they wouldn't from the churches in their towns. And so it's like you said, it's a way to connect that wouldn't have come before the pandemic. And, you know, Bethany, I think she has faith that it's working, but she doesn't know what it's going to look like. When she started this, I'm sure she had dreams, but I'm not sure um, yet that she would say that her faith was that this TikTok ministry would really grow like this, the assurance of things hoped for, you know, that that God Mm -hmm. has provided her this amazing gift as she's acted on her faith. And she's watching the sidewalk light up as she goes. She is watching the sidewalk light up. And I think she would really appreciate that reference, Mm -hmm. actually. (laughs) (laughs) And then the the last one I want to tell you about is a church in Boyne City in Mackinac Presbytery. They are a small congregation. I preached there last summer and there might have been 30 or 40 people there, um, plus whoever was online. They don't have a pastor. So they don't really know what the future of their church is going to look like. They're concerned about it that when I was there there were a lot of they wanted to they wanted to hear from me that I believed that God would bring them a pastor you know that was something that was really important to them because their future you know they don't know what it's going to look like but it hasn't stopped them from doing really I think very interesting ministry they uh, they have a burden for their town Boyne City and they have done things like their the road was getting worked on in front front of the church. And so they invited all of the road workers to have lunch at their church, Wow! free lunch at their church. And they discovered that COVID had swept through their post office staff twice. So they made care packages for everybody Mm -hmm. in their in the post office. And then Mm -hmm. my favorite thing is, and this is something that any church could do, but I've never heard of it before. They have gone to poorly attended youth sporting events. So think like middle school (laughs) girls cross country. And they go, you know, oh. several of them go together. And then people, of course, say, why are you here? And, and they say, well, we're from First President. We care about your kids. And people often ask me what small churches can do. The thing that I love about it is that they're not thinking about these things as church growth mechanisms. They're not thinking about these. They're thinking about these as ways to show their faith mm-hmm. to their community. Mm-hmm. And if people come, that's great. If some of the junior high girls, cross-country families were to come to church, Awesome. But they're not doing it in order that that would happen. They're doing it because they're living out their faith, the the assurance of things hoped for, and the conviction of things not seen. And so I hope that this reflection on Hebrews and just these three stories, these brief stories of Mm -hmm. individuals and churches who are walking along that sidewalk as it lights up, they go Mm -hmm. to the place that God will show them. They encourage me to trust God in situations where my faith might not be as strong as I would like, and I hope they will encourage you too. Thank you, Chip. I I could reflect on a lot of things that you've said and, and really appreciate that and maybe invite our listeners to reflect themselves on things that they heard. And, and you certainly brought up a lot of different themes. Um, one of the things I particularly appreciate is that our podcast is called Along the Road. And I really like the connection that you've made. Like, I kind of think, wow, we could have a different logo. You know, it could be the lighting <laughs> up sidewalk. Um, but I really, I really do appreciate that sort of image of things that look maybe dark 
as we approach them and how mm-hmm. the spirit and that faith can really light those things up and show us a different way. I love the examples of community and 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 stepping out in faith that that you brought. Thank you very much. That was really helpful and it will continue to give me a lot of things to think about. So thank you again, Chip, for being with us and for guiding us through this experience and for sharing some of what you're seeing out in the church that might help us as church leaders think about how God is moving through us and can move through us as well. We hope that you've been nourished through this episode of Along the Road. You're invited to visit the website for PCUSA Leader Formation for additional nourishment for ruling elders and deacons, www.pcusa.org slash leader dash formation. Thanks for being with us today. This has been the Along the Road podcast. We look forward to crossing paths with you again soon.